It's Friday and the lies just keep on coming. Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online. Welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. You can find us in the iTunes App Store under NPO Online. You can also find us on our hosting service, podbean.com, under NP Online. And we hope to soon be on the Google Play Store as well for you Android users. Please follow our website, nationalpreviewonline.com, and especially our Facebook page, nationalpreviewonline at facebook.com. You can also follow us on Parler. We're getting away from Twitter, as most people seem to. It's just a veritable sewer. But you can follow us on Parler. National Preview Online, NPO Online. If there are questions you have for us or things you'd like me to cover on a future podcast, please feel free to reach out and email us directly at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com, and we would be happy, more than happy, to cover those topics for you. So, today the lies just keep on coming. It must be something with these Democratic women. They must just love to lie. Starting with Hillary Clinton, all you ever had was lies come out of your mouth. Do you ever wonder what it's like when you lie and you have no reason to lie about something? Or when you lie and you're lying about something which is so patently and obviously untrue, and yet you say it anyway? What does that say about you? I'll never forget when Hillary Clinton said that she was named Hillary by her parents after Sir Edmund Hillary the gentleman from New Zealand who first summited Everest in 1953. Now, there's only one small problem with that. Uh, Hillary Clinton was born in the late 1940s. Okay? She was born in the late 1940s. And Sir Edmund Hillary didn't summit Everest until, like I just said, May of 1953. Prior to that time, Sir Edmund Hillary was not Sir Edmund Hillary. He was simply Edmund Hillary, uh, an unknown beekeeper from New Zealand. So I find it hard to believe that Hillary's parents uh, were somehow acquainted with Edmund Hillary prior to his conquest of Everest, where they would name their daughter after Hillary. So when people lie about stupid things like that, what else will they lie about? They'll lie about things that are important. So now, who's getting into the act? Well, none other than Kamala Harris and uh, Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC infamy. Kamala Harris didn't waste too much time, and National Review did a great article on it. Many things that Kamala Harris said. In her first speech, as a matter of fact, since she was selected as the VP running mate to dementia-ridden Joe Biden, she began. She began blaming Trump for the pandemic, and his mismanagement of the pandemic, she says, has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. Well, that's not exactly true. This is not the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The Great Depression lasted on the better part of 10 years. The pandemic and its associated economic crisis has really only lasted several months, and the economy is already bouncing back. It's already bouncing back. According to um, market watchers, the U.S. added 1.8 million, 8 million jobs in July, and Goldman Sachs is predicting 25% annualized growth in the current third quarter of this year, which would mark an end to the recession after two months. So how can you compare a depression that landed us 
in that state for 10 years, a decade, and it took us the involvement in World War II in order to extricate ourselves from the Great Depression, despite all of the social engineering that FDR, the hero of the left, engaged in. He still needs to get us in, into the Second World War to get out. And now she goes on to say that Trump and Pence have gotten us into a point where millions of kids can't go back to school. Well, I'm sorry, Kamala baby, but that's not the truth either. It's not President Trump's decision to send the kids back to school. As your hero, uh, Benito Andro Cuomo, the Mussolini of New York State, says it's his decision whether the kids go back to school. So whether kids go back to school is not a decision for Trump. Trump can make recommendations. He can encourage people to go back to school or send their kids back to school, but he can't order them. That's something to do with the states. And they're getting a lot of opposition from the teachers' union. The teachers' union, even when you get a schmuck Democrat like Bill Know Nothing de Blasio, who finally agrees that the parents want the kids back in school, the minute he announced they were opening it, the teachers' union opposed. So you want to start blaming people, go right ahead. But why don't you blame the people that the blame relies, uh, lies with? People in your own party. The big unions, you're the big party of the labor unions. Why don't you talk to the teachers' union? Talk to Randy, Randy Weingarten from the teachers' union. See if you can get her to change the principals' minds and let the kids go back to school. Stop blaming President Trump for it. Okay? Now she wants to talk about Ebola, a different health crisis. Well, we don't remember. I don't remember the Ebola pandemic because it didn't hit us here. It didn't hit us here because we didn't let it here, except for when that stupid... Obama wanted to bring that person in here, and he did. That was a, a, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You're going to bring a pandemic? Could you imagine what they would have said if Trump, if nobody in the United States had gotten the COVID-19 virus, and Trump, in an effort to try and cure it worldwide, brought an infected COVID-19 patient into the United States, they would call him the biggest lunatic and the biggest risk to Americans uh, since world wars or since nuclear war. But this idiot Obama, there was nobody in the United States with Ebola, and he went and imported someone in here. We were a clean country from Ebola. He brought someone in here. And let's be honest, why did he do it? Because Ebola was affecting an African country, and he was pandering. As the first African-American president, he was pandering to the African-American vote, trying to make it look like there's nothing I won't do to help the Africans. Well, if that's true, Barrio, why couldn't you help your brother? He's living a, for a dollar a day in a mud shack someplace in the Serengeti Plains, and you can't help your half-brother with anything. You're rolling in dough, getting royalties for books that were ghostwritten for you. Why don't you give a little, spread a little cheer to your brother? Give him $10 a day. He'll live like a hero. That's what you got coming out of Kamala Harris's mouth. Nothing but BS and more BS. But it doesn't stop with Kamala Harris, and it's not just unique to Kamala Harris. You have this other genius on MSNBC, Mika Brzezinski. Now, you know who she is. She's the blonde dimwit who's married to the Morning Joe guy. Looks like he's got glasses that are a little too thick for himself. For himself. Uh, Mika Brzezinski, I want you to know, for those of you who haven't listened to her, she is as dumb as that blonde hair on her head indicates. Mika Brzezinski is a know-nothing, a do-nothing, a liar. 
She's going on a rampage this morning on NBC talking about Trump and how he's worn us down with this paying off of this person. And he's done this and he's mismanaged the pandemic. Trump has done a phenomenal job during this pandemic. The people who are responsible for the bulk of these deaths are these ridiculous governors in these blue states. The governors like Benito Cuomo, who uh, decided to send thousands of elderly to their death by sending COVID-19 infected patients to nursing homes when there were plenty of beds down the Javits Center and on the hospital ship that Trump sent here. But can't do that. That would give Trump credit for doing something good. And we also wouldn't be able to glom the $14,000 per COVID death that every state is getting from the federal government. Because if they die in a U.S. Army hospital, we don't get any cash. So we can't do that. Newsom in California, same thing. Send people to the the, uh, nursing homes. We've talked about this before. Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Murphy, the other strunz in Jersey. And the governor of Pennsylvania. 40% of all the COVID-19 deaths in this country, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it until it sinks in, 40% of all the COVID-19 deaths in this country took place in nursing homes in those five states. So you want to talk, sweetheart, Blondie, about the mismanagement of the pandemic? Just again, no problem. Go ahead and blame people, but blame the right people. Blame your own Democratic Party, because you're not an independent journalist. You're a Democratic journalist, just spewing Democratic talking points. That's who's to blame. Nobody else. But still, you're not satisfied. You want to blame Trump. Now, I don't know where it is that you come off thinking you have some sort of genius when it comes to journalism or foreign affairs. Maybe you think you know something because your father was a national security advisor and an advisor to two presidents. The two presidents he advised, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Zbigniew Brzezinski. He was a big advisor to Lyndon Johnson and Jimmy Carter. Ooh, two geniuses there. <laughs> Lyndon Johnson who wrecked his presidency over the Vietnam War, and Jimmy Carter who couldn't get anything right. Isn't it funny, though? You get these people on the left, you get like Jimmy Carter. Here's a guy that had, he invented the term stagflation, or should I say the term was invented for his presidency. He had double-digit inflation and unemployment, uh, double-digit, you know, double-digit interest rates. no. Maybe triple. I think, he had, I think he had the distinction of having double digits in three things at one time. Unemployment, uh, inflation, and interest. Definitely inflation and interest rates were in double digits at the same time. He had the gas crunch and all that. Here's a guy that couldn't get anything right when he had the bloody job. And this is the guy they go to to ask uh, his critique of what current presidents are doing. Unbelievable. All you got to do is be a Democrat, and you can do no wrong. You can do no wrong. And somehow Mika Brzezinski thinks that her father's ineptitude somehow qualifies her to to quote and and pontificate on all matters in in the public uh, sphere, in the public arena. So big new Brzezinski didn't know diddly. What happened under his watch? We had a friendly, U.S.-friendly regime in Iran toppled. We have the Iranian embassy, or American embassy in Iran, rather, taken hostage. Nothing is done. They come up with this anemic military response, this commando raid, where the choppers crashed in the desert during a sandstorm because 
They were kept in disrepair because Carter didn't do much to build up the American military. We were embarrassed with that. We had the stagflation. He got crushed in his election because that's what people thought of him. And now we have the, adv- the daughter of the advisor, the national security advisor, to all this nonsense. Is on MSNBC as some favored uh, political pundit of the left and was supposed to believe everything she says. They should write a book called Democratic Li- uh, Lies and the Liars Who Tell Them because you can't get the truth coming out of any of their mouths. All of them. Al Gore. I invented the Internet. Please. Please. You invented global warming, but you didn't invent the Internet because it clearly is an invention. But these hits just keep on coming. They just don't stop. So I want to cover something about this, though. Why do they feel the necessity to lie the way they do? Well, it's very simple. Earlier in the week, I spoke about how uh, several commentators, Rush Limbaugh among them, spoke about how he was getting a lot of emails from people claiming that they felt because what they see foisted upon them every day by the mainstream media is leading them to believe that maybe the Democrats or the liberals have taken over the country and have become the prevailing view. Because we see so visually all these protests, Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all these leftist groups that have been hijacked by communist organizers and sympathizers. And people are wondering if it's too late, if the country's through. Well, it's not through. Because as I explained earlier, the biggest network watched in this country is Fox News in prime time. The biggest radio show with the largest audience is the Rush Limbaugh show. You can't have audiences like that in a country that's going largely left. Just can't happen. So the country is not gone. So why the lies again? Well, I'll tell you why. First of all, as I've said before, this COVID-19 business is in effect a major lie. Because we don't have as many COVID-19 deaths in this country as the media wants you to believe. In fact, even with the, the funny business they're playing with the numbers, they don't have the numbers to back it up. That's why they're focusing on infections, 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 because they want you to equate infections with deaths. And this is how one poll is indicating that a lot of Americans think that 30 million people have had and died from the COVID-19 virus, which is impossible. So why the big focus on COVID? Well, because they want you to believe that this thing is real. They want you to believe that it's deadly beyond any demonstrated ability of it to be deadly. Look, Anything can be deadly to someone. As I've said before, 54 million people get the flu in this country every year. And approximately 64,000 people die from it. And you don't hear anything about that. And nothing is done to prevent it. No masks, no lockdowns, no nothing. All they do is tell you, eh, get a flu shot. You hear nothing about it. So we have something on the order of 160,000 people dead from the COVID-19 virus. And evidence is emerging that this lockdown may have contributed to it by keeping people in close confines, therefore causing it to spread more readily, especially in sanctuary cities where people are living like rats, 20 and 30 people to an apartment. To say nothing of the fact that people are dying from many things, being tested after death, 
being tested positive for the COVID-19 antibody. And even though it's more accurate to say that they died with COVID, their death certificates are being altered to say they died from COVID. I've spoken about this too. People are dying in Calvary, the place where you go in the Bronx for end-of-life care. You send your mom there. She has stage four lung cancer or your dad. You want to make them comfortable in their, in their final days. They die from the cancer. They're tested after death. Oh, they have the COVID-19 antibody. Oh, another COVID-19 death. That's an out-and-out lie. So why is it so necessary for them to make you believe that people are dropping like flies from the COVID-19 virus? Well, I'll tell you why if you haven't guessed it already. It's because they want to make you too afraid to go out to do anything, especially vote. That's how they're going to try and get the mail-in voting pushed on you. Because mail-in voting is the only way that lying Kamala and sleepy Dizzy Joe could ever hope to be elected president and vice president. You saw polls yesterday that said Biden is leading Trump 49 to 42, and you believe it? Well, let me tell you something. That poll may have been accurate based on the sample they took. But what they don't tell you is anything about the sample they took. These polling samples are only sampling 28% Republican voters. But in the general elections, Republicans make up about 38 to 39% of the voters who vote. So they're undersampling Republicans while oversampling Democrats to get a skewed result. If they ever conducted a poll of a sample that mirrored the actual electorate that shows up on Election Day, Trump would be way ahead and they know it. You see Trump in his daily briefings. Does he look like a man who's concerned about being reelected? I'm not concerned about him being reelected in a legitimate election. I am concerned with 50, mail-in, 50 million mail-in votes that don't exist for people that don't exist, dogs and cats. We're going to register old Spot Murphy, let him put his paws on the ballot and mail it in. This is what you need to be worried about. So I'm telling you right now, the thing we're going to have to focus on going forward, folks, are these mail-in votes. Get on the phone. Get on the email list. Get in there. Call your congressman. Call your local, especially your local representatives, the ones in the state government, the ones that decide what kind of voting goes on. And you make it known that if they approve these mail-in votes, you're going to send them packing. You're going to vote against them. You're going to call them out. You're going to put them on Front Street. Put them on Front Street because these people are traitors. All of this nonsense, this early voting, it's all a bunch of horse manure. The only type of voting that should be done early are absentee ballots, and you should be able to demonstrate that you're going to be out of the country on Election Day. The reason why elections are held on Election Day is for the very purpose of preventing fraud. So get on it. Get on the anti-mail-in voting bandwagon and vote. Vote for real and vote against anyone who supports mail-in voting. And by all means, start writing into MSNBC and tell them it's time to get the dumb blonde Mika Brzezinski off the, the airwaves because dumb is as dumb does, and she is dumb. That blonde hair is no, line, uh, no lie. You could try dying it dark, babe. It's not going to make you any smarter. It's not going to change your last name. Your father was a schmuck, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. For National Preview Online... I'm Jamie Dury. Please subscribe. Please join us. Please tell your friends about, about us. We don't pull any punches here. I give it to you straight. 
And if you have a question for me, give it to me straight. God bless you. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on Monday.